up, man? We back with another episode, and today we got a special one, man. We got our spiritual coach, our spiritual leader. Yes, sir. He's a man of many hats. He means a very great deal to everybody that's sitting up here on today. And beyond just being a pastor, he's so well-versed and well-rounded in so many things, which is my right respect for him is so high. So we wanted to have him sit down because he's almost an honorary member as we see fit because he can just go there about anything. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Reverend Jerry Bishop, man, we want to welcome you and thank mm-hmm. you for hanging out with us on today. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm glad to be here. I feel like today's my <laughs> coming out, like I'm either going to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, signing like, day. Like my signing day. I've been railing on you, man. How come I, I'm your guy, but I can't get on your show? Yeah. Where's the hate know. at? And now I'm here. Let's and go. I feel like this is this is a I'm adding this to my resume the we, moment that we, we leave add it here. too. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, we if y'all don't know, guys, we attend here for worship yeah. each and yes, every sir. Sunday. And he pours into us, but every Sunday he gives us a hard time yeah. about Joining he ain't the been podcast. on the show yet. Exactly. But he don't know, man. E, tell him we've been planning. We've been had He's been on up. the list for so long, even before he called us out at church. Yep. He been on the list. We just had to get our host. We was brainstorming. We like, man, who we gonna have on the podcast? I'm like, man, we gotta have Bishop gotta on. Have we Bishop. gotta have Bishop. Bishop, on. you might. We don't know your schedule, so we want to be mm-hmm. respectful of that because you do a lot in the community. But you might be one of our our fourth member, just because your ability to carry conversations exactly. Exactly. and talk about. We hear it on the mic every week. You exactly. Know what I'm well, I, so I, I would I would rearrange my schedule, man, if I could just get invited into the Heisman Trophy conversation. Uh, I'm, you know. My relationship with with you guys obviously extends beyond the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a real relationship. Yeah, and I do. think that's the I think that's really what's lacking in a lot of uh, male development in, in this season of our lives. And the 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 great the joy for me is is that we do talk about everything, mm-hmm. uh, literally everything from yep. family, finance, faith, marriage, <laughs> sports, politics, economics, and I probably take away from you as much or more as you say that you take away from me. Yeah. uh, Simply because, number one, we've been doing this together for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure. We've been doing this together for a lot of years. Um, It was quite evident when I posted that picture last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. uh, Where Mo McCoy, you four, you three, uh, and Monte Cross, we were in mm-hmm. front of the building. That was 2010. Yeah. And so look to at look it. at the the things that prophetically have come to pass, mm-hmm. uh, marriages, home ownership, yeah. our ministry growth, uh, and then the fact that we still love each other. Yeah. Right. You know, right. got people that have got divorced. <laughs> exactly. Room, they didn't quit colleges, <laughs> got fired from jobs. And the fact that we are still loving each other. Yeah. Um, I get excited. I mean, that's yeah. why I stay on you. I con- I, I, mm-hmm. My connectivity with you. Uh, I personally feel that you are a tremendous energy source for me. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We I love it. say, you know, when I think about Jerry Bishop, for me, I know I want to give your flowers on just the accountability. When we was doing our empowerment yeah. and I was thinking about that Sunday, we got to get back to that. Like, mm-hmm. like that was... Uh, that was a, a, a good time in my life. And, you know, the accountability that you held over me and E, especially me and E with marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you got to get married and, and you used to piece it up with, with, with verses and things of that nature. And you the reason why I got married. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just because of the coaching behind it, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I appreciate you for doing that because, you know, being married is the best thing that ever happened for me. Just because before I was married, you know, I was, man, I was all over the place. <laughs> but I think that we all were all over the place. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, you mentioned accountability. I personally holistically feel accountable to you three, Monte and others, my our congregation mm-hmm. and the community because uh, really you, you should care what people think about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just because of what you do with your media profile, but with how you live. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the backbone of real manhood, that your audio matches your video. That, And I said, you hear me say it on the microphone all the time, 
uh, you know, don't let me fall off the edge of the cliff. For you sure. see me doing something wrong mm -hmm. in the wrong place with the wrong person at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Save my life. Stop me. But I live, excuse me, in the vein of what would you three or four think? What would my wife right. think? What would mm -hmm. my children think? Um, I think that's the strength of manhood, um, that we learn to operate not as silos. Mm -hmm. I think we fail when we're not connected to one another. Yeah. Um, but again, like I say, you, you keep me really relevant. Um, and I, I look in your lives and there's a little jealousy, uh, not on material aspect. I, I wish I could chronologically dial back my clock and mm. with what I know now. If I could dial back my clock yeah, to right, what your age right. is now. Of course, we know we can't do that. Um, but seeing your success and growth and now how your platforms are feeding so many people, I stay on an encouraging branch with you uh, simply because I, I truly believe that your audience needs to hear from me. Definitely we appreciate it. That's good. Real quick, since we on that, I wanna one of my things I wanna ask you is about um guys that are have long time girlfriends that's thinking about marriage and also talk about men that are married. If you could give them some advice, some encouragement, some advice, what would you say? <laughs> well, you know, I'm a man, I'm a two and a half decade veteran of marriage. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And I say it all the time that most people in church, especially in, 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 in urban core, you know, they're good on hearing the proverb, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And they shout over that. Mm -hmm. But there's a comma behind that where it says, and finds favor. favor in the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing, boom, but and finds favor. Um, the, the, the value of a family changes the entire complexion of the entire neighborhood, the whole That's community, good. economically, educationally. Um, but at the same time, it gives a man a platform of vision where there's really no reason for a sabbatical, a day off, and really no vacation. Mm -hmm. um, I find a lot of men wasting some of the best years of their lives in a shack up situation with no commitment. Yeah. It's not that they don't love a lot of these women. They do. But the vast majority of them have never been coached in commitment. They've, they've quit on educational careers, athletic careers. Yeah. Uh, they've left college. They quit jobs. Uh, they start and stop businesses. But as you know, as being married veterans, mm -hmm. uh, marriage will bring the real man out of you. Correct. Ooh. I mean, it's the most difficult thing, but the most rewarding thing mm -hmm. that I have personally ever been involved in. Uh, it's tough. It's mm -hmm. tough now. I'm, I'm 25 <laughs> years into this. It's tough. You know, don't think for a moment that I don't feel like walking out, but then the Lord says, well, where are you going to go? Mm -hmm. yeah. I gave you great favor, son. He told, I, I talked to him about my marriage <laughs> because I'm trying to really do this one wife for life endeavor. There you go. Because number one, you're watching me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My daughters are watching me. Mm -hmm. My sons are watching me. Now, yep. now, the crazy thing is my grandchildren are watching yep. me. Yeah. Yep. And uh, would they watch me leave? Right. That watch me leave their, their mother, mm -hmm. my credibility will be shot. It should matter. Mm -hmm. But I find that most guys don't have enough coaching mm -hmm. to make a commitment mm -hmm. because they're surrounded. But you got to watch, you know, uh, uh, bad company corrupts good, good character. character yeah. Correct. And if you're in a circle of guys that want to shack up, they're not going to encourage you to get married. Nope. Exactly. There's, a, there's, a, there's, there's some very private reasons why some guys are shacking up. Number one, they probably don't have the credit to live on their own, the economic <laughs> standing on their own. Right. They probably got some underperforming, low self-esteem, good-looking, educated woman mm -hmm. that will take care of them, mm -hmm. that doesn't demand that they bring some performance outside of the bedroom. Yeah. You could put it down all day long in a bedroom, but you still got to pay DTE, cable, yeah. taxes. Yeah. You got to pay multiple car payments, education. You know, somebody's got to go to college. Mm -hmm. But the the reward of commitment is you can, like, all of you pretty much have mowed your lawn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Correct. Do you ever, after you cut that grass. You look, sit back and marvel at it. Right. right. You look at them lines are straight and yeah. you done edged it and blowed it. Don't tell me that you don't sit there 
and like, man, I grew that. Mm-hmm. I watered that. Yep. I weeded that. Yep. I edged that. I mowed it. And then you you peek at it. Like, yep. yeah. I did that. Yep. And, and here's the thing. That's the reward. It's the reward. Mm-hmm. It, it's But I'm, I'm fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I, I am personally fulfilled. Um, it has more problem. My family, I, I get just emotional talking about it. Mm-hmm. My family has impacted me. They impacted my ministry. Amen. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness, grace. Yep. Man, you got to learn forgiveness and grace when you got kids. Daily. Daily. You want to kill them up. Man. You want to, I'm killing you. Today. Right. Man. But they make you want to be a better man. Yep. Shacking don't make you want to be a better man. It doesn't. It doesn't make you want to be a better man. Mm-hmm. But for those that are married, you know, Bishop, I'm coming under some great teaching, great pastor and coaching. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, Bishop Abney said there's no reason for a couple that stay in worship to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Worship will work it out. Mm-hmm. But you got to submit to the worship piece. You got to be sold out to a lifestyle. Yeah. I'll give you an example in, in an athletic analogy. Kobe was sold out to training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. LeBron is sold out to training. Yeah. Ray Allen sold out to training. They love the process. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but the, their process and staying with that level of commitment gave them great reward. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, Kobe never quit on himself. Mm-hmm. He never quit on the process. Mm-hmm. And it's like our, a lot of our athletic energy. We're playing to win. Mm-hmm. With the Shackers, no offense, they're playing to play. Yeah. I'm playing to conquer this thing. There you go. I come from nothing. Yeah. I come from zero, from trash. Yeah. And so the fact that I can floss to the world and to the devil, I'm still married. Yeah. I'm the least likely person to ever be monogamous for 25 years. There you go. <laughs> Speak to it. I've never yeah. been. I've never had coffee with a woman outside of my marriage. I love your standard I, on that. I, 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 I just you. don't do it. You see, mm-hmm. you just came into my office a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I'm meeting with two people. My door's unlocked. My mm-hmm. door's it's open. Open. Yeah. Uh, because people are watching you, Carlton. They're watching yeah. you. E. They're watching you, Chris. But more importantly, you got to give them something to watch the audience that you're it's it's a titration down i'm serving an audience you're serving an audience Mm -hmm. your audience will serve an audience well look at what's going on now the absence of values Mm -hmm. the silent lips you have a platform not only talk about finance and things other than sports but when you start incorporating how to live in totality you become major weapons definitely you become major weapons and when a guy uh, a man, yeah. when he when he gets on his knees and says, God, I need you to help me with this marriage thing. Man, God gets so encouraged because when you go out of the house, young men are watching you. Yeah. How you treat your wife, how you yeah. mow your lawn, how yeah. you clean your, your cars, you know, how you interact in public. They want what you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're a very... Uh, we emulate a lot in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, Kobe wouldn't have emulated MJ. Michael Jordan, right. Okay. Um, everybody wanted to be AI, mm-hmm. even though AI really took that crossover from Tim Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, then everybody wanted to be Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unfortunately, because of a lack of uh, visible positive role models, people want to be young thugs and gunner now. Right. 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 That leads you nowhere. Uh-huh. It doesn't, but marriage is just so valuable, man. And, you know, the longer I'm in it, I keep seeing things that challenge me to want to stay. You, you know, my mother and father, 50 years in, and, uh, you know, I got my father late in life, and then he had a beautiful wife who took me and raised me and molded me. But molded me in love. Yeah. Being a wild animal, which most of us young guys Go were with no... <laughs> We got a lot of brokenness. Yeah. E, did you have one, bro? Yeah, I want to jump in and just give Bishop love, man, for sure. I know I like to, uh, one thing I like to take away from you is iron sharpens iron. Um, one thing, he's not doing no soft stuff. You're not coming in here crying or whining or being soft, especially for a guy or a man. <laughs> and to uh, like that coaching and being accountable, it's going to be some tough love involved, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you got to keep coming back. You're coming to the source. Bishop going to love on you, but it's going to be tough love. A lot of people don't know how to take that. Mm-hmm. But as, like you said, being a coach for us, man, there's nothing. It's second nature. You right. know what I'm saying? So, again, bit of kudos to you, Bishop. Well, that. you know, thank, I appreciate that, E. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you really got to take a close examination now to this, man, very dangerous and, and 
very, very dangerous label of what they call toxic masculinity. Mm. When you look at toxic masculinity, that statement, typically that's somebody that struggles. That, that First of all, the person, the innovator of that was typically a woman. Mm. Okay. That doesn't know how to embrace man, Adam in the Greek, Adelphos, mm. or a man that doesn't embrace manhood. Uh, I think that I benefited by coming up in an environment uh, in, in a generation where number one, I, everybody got a dose of sociology by walking to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you got conflict resolution walking to school. You got fashion walking to school because mm-hmm. if your clothes weren't right, they you got sigged on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your hoop game wasn't right, you got you got sigged on. Uh, if you say the wrong thing, you get hit in the mouth, mm-hmm. and you had to be friends by six period. Yeah. Um, and we worked some things out. We worked our manhood out, but along the way, e. Uh, we have now taken the passion out of appropriately fathering men. And I, I, am, the, I am the byproduct of maybe 200 men mm-hmm. that took the time to deposit into me. And I feel that, you know, if you DNA tested me, it's going to be I'm a, 20 daddies. <laughs> uh, your time management, your mm-hmm. directness, your frankness, your love, your hug ability, the ability mm-hmm. to hug, yeah. the, the correction. Uh, the no nonsense, but then, the, then the the compassion of it. Um, I don't. I, I'm totally offended at the definition of toxic masculinity. If we stand up and just be a man right now, exactly. now there's something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Biblical manhood is under attack. Monogamy is under attack. Mm-hmm. Heterosexuality is is, is under attack, uh, and it's telling us. Well, how we have to live, but that's why we have to go impact the community in love. No, this is how I'm rolling with manhood. Uh, I'm known for being harsh, yeah. but I'm known for being compassionate. I'm known for being uh, quick on the draw, yeah. but I'm also long on grace and listening um, simply because I'm a man's man. And that, yeah. there's nothing wrong. We have to mm-hmm. get back to saying, letting people know. Man, it's okay to be a man. Yeah. It's okay to be a sober, saved, yeah. married, man. monogamous, yeah. heterosexual male with no offense to our trans brothers and sisters, but we, hey, listen, we love you, but, but I'm cool in this vein. Mm-hmm. And now it affects, you guys are coaches in your own right, especially yeah. in, in, in your, your position. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you can't even yell at a kid. Oh man, it's tough. <laughs> you get yell at a kid now, you might give a civil rights CPS might come up. But what what that's done is it's reduced the boundaries, Eric. Mm-hmm. It reduces the boundaries, yeah. and now we have desensitized young men to the voice of a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coach, talk about the fact that I see it firsthand. We see it firsthand. You pour into so many other people. Who pours into you and fills your cup? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Well. Number one, first of all, I do pour into a lot of people, yes. but I'm reminded out of the book of Luke, I said it on yesterday, that for much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in the gym is lack of, they've been, having not been given a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of you, all of me, yeah. you know, our producers, yeah. we've been given a lot. Yeah. We're not supposed to hoard what we've been given. Yeah. Every person should be pouring into somebody else. Mm-hmm. Every person, from your book, to your experience in the NFL, to man, to how you've overcome so much, how you've endured marriage, you're home, all of you guys are home, we're all homeowners, fathers, uh, on our first marriages. Um, but now I, I avail myself, number one, to profound levels of reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I got a team of guys that I seek out over the course of a month. I'm not having a bunch of meals just to have a meal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm seeking out advice, humbling myself, meeting with a group, uh, maybe 10 guys a month. Uh, hey, I need some direction and fiscal advisement over mm-hmm. here. Hey man, you know, you've been married 50 years. What's it like, you know, at this stage of your marriage? Mm-hmm. Uh, fatherhood, grandfatherhood. Um, uh, now I'm, I'm looking at the inevitable that I'm in the fourth quarter of not just my life, but my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, do, how do you, yeah, and I'm getting up. poured into, watch this, but I'm getting poured into guys from multiple economic stratospheres, mm-hmm. from guys that have nothing, yeah, that lost had stuff, lost stuff, to guys that are multi-billionaires, mm-hmm. 
And God will open up, let me tell you something about this thing about pursuit of vision. God will open up a door for people to walk into your life simply to deposit wisdom into you. Yep. And that's how our campus came about. Hmm. That's how LifeQuest came about. Um, but you gotta be willing to sit and listen. You gotta be willing to be offended. You gotta be willing to listen to somebody say, man, shut up, fool, sit mm. down. Yeah. And not be offended. We don't do that anymore. I mean, as an example, I'm listening. The, the, the art of disagreement is dead. It, it is. You, you should be able to disagree and not get shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wanna encourage you to go online and go on YouTube and watch this uh, uh, interview series uh, from various uh, dignitaries about uh, President Barack Obama. Uh, Jeremiah Wright, Al Sharpton's on there, Jesse Jackson, uh, Tanishi Coates. But I found one of my icons in the interview. I, I'm a big YouTube cat. Yeah. I could just literally waste an entire day <laughs> right. watching YouTube from old school. <laughs> I, I'll think of a sports hero. Last night I, I put in John Starks. I, want, I learned some stuff about what John Starks, that's one of my guys. Yeah. I, John Starks, George Gervin. Y'all see light-skinned people sticking together. Exactly, <laughs> sticking together. Right. But, but I came across a, two weeks ago, I've always considered Jeremiah Wright. Uh, Dr. Jeremiah Wright, yep. uh, retired pastor now from Trinity United Church of Christ in Chicago. Uh, a profound voice in my life. Mm -hmm. Profound voice in my life. And I, I, so I Google his sermons, but I came across an interview that they're interviewing him on. He's in a debilitated state now because of a stroke. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of sources for us to get poured into if we'll just do the research. Amen. You know, Amen. you want to be a greater head coach, man, are you looking up uh, the legacy of coach Eddie Robinson? Mm -hmm. uh, are you looking up John Thompson, Pat Riley? Uh, are, are you looking up Don Shula? You know, are, you know, yeah. you know fiscal gurus, you know? Uh, who are, I, I, you got to be willing to sit and listen to understand, hey, I've been doing this wrong. Mm -hmm. Because... Real leaders, and you're all leaders, profound leaders, you have to recognize that people's lives hang in the balance of you being right. Yep. So if you're a fool, I go out and get a divorce. I, imagine this. I, lo I lo go out and lose my marriage because of a 30-year-old. Mm -hmm. That had no gravity set in. Your leadership is no, compromised. Right, no so, kids, you know, yeah. and you know, she's flossing and she's <laughs> telling me all the things. Maybe I'm not hearing another, and I lose my family. All because I wasn't listening to the right guy. Yeah. You know, how to guard my heart, stay away from things, or uh, have the ministry fall apart financially because I start dabbling in Bitcoin, don't know anything about it, which right. I do, but I could just, you got to be willing to listen to people, yeah. even now with our charter school. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody thinks they could do something until they start doing it. Then you realize, I really it's don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and the humbling thing is, is that God will send you people to pour into you so you can pour into people. Amen. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's the essence of it. You look at everybody that you think you put on a, a management level following and you look at, if only one, if nobody succeeded from their leadership, it was all about them. Mm -hmm. But you look at the number of head coaches that head coaches have spawned. Their coaching tree. Right. Yep. Pastors. Mm. Uh, their pastoring Same tree. Thing. Mm -hmm. Financial gurus. Uh, but then when you got good men that talk about how to birth good marriages. Yeah. Man, I think that's what's, I think that's exciting. When you can sit down and watch you guys grow, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start prospering. And then your next generation prospers. Yeah. You know, today, you know, Carlton's, you know, puts a post out that his son got his first letter from Albion College. Let's go, little calf. Offer. Yeah, congrats, and, and, you know, how we were praying and there was tears at Hour of Empowerment. Man. All uh, CB wanted to do was get his son. Get custody of his son. Get, and I said, man, that's going to happen, man. Just worship. Yeah, God will give you back to years. I said, he'll give you back to years. But watch this. See, most of us, see, if we just stick to what God says, he says, mm -hmm. uh, all things work together for good. We got to go through some trials. Mm -hmm. You got to go through some depths, man. Yep. You got to go through some valleys. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been through so many valleys, man. I, I think, man, I got a PhD in valley, <laughs> you know, and just in valley. Right. Because when you go, you go down, 
you know God's taking you there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the poor. The poor in is for the poor out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coach, this started with a ball and a dream. Many people don't know how you arrive here. Those of us that's been rocking with you, we've seen this manifest into something remarkable. But talk about that vision to start a ministry with just a basketball and a Bible. Man, there you go. You get me, you get me <laughs> choked up again, man. You know, I'm, a, I'm in the season of my life of crying a lot, out of gratitude. <laughs> you, know, uh, it was a, you know, LifeQuest was founded in a, in a season where kind of akin to where we are now, uh, major neighborhood violence, mm -hmm. ma major neighborhood The city had never seen the level of uh, toxicity, death, murder, uh, in our community, you know, we're in a crack era. Yeah. Uh, watch this value systems were changing because entertainment that was entering into those value systems were changing. Yep. Everybody was now emulating killers. Mm. Uh, nobody wanted to edu emulate educators, mm. scientists, engineers, attorneys. And I was very fortunate to have a, I had a career job. I had a great job, yep. man. I had a great job making a nice six-figure income. My office was in the nicest building in town <laughs> overlooking the Grand River, and you know, I had been praying as in early years of me, my ministry, um, the church I was serving at, you know, there's no pay, I'm just volunteering time, getting taught myself. Mm -hmm. But I was very unfulfilled because I'd get off my, my corporate American job, I have my gym bag, I'm, I'd change in my car, I'm at JC's Park hooping, we had, you know, various places, and I'm seeing all these young guys that would come to church. I'm big on inviting guys to church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You invite guys to the club or you stock the bar or whatever you're doing. <laughs> but okay, then I can't as a believer, I invite guys to church. church. That's mm -hmm. my thing. Um, but we couldn't keep them because I felt, they felt that the church, A, the church was not speaking directly into the paradigm they were living in. Mm -hmm. And then I live in the neighborhood. I, you know, I didn't, I, I'm in the same, my same first house. Yep. Uh, everybody thought I was crazy, you know, in 1990 for buying a house on Sigsby right. in East Town. And now they think, man, I'm the financial guru because <laughs> I got a five bedroom house, three bathrooms, three stories. But they don't know I've been there since 90. I bought the house for $30,000. Now it's worth 400 grand. <laughs> Haven't had a mortgage ever yeah. on my house. But I was unfulfilled, man. You know, I get done hooping and you look at their despair and I'm building relationships. I'm a relational guy. Um, guys that are in, in, innately lonely are good fellowship partners because mm. they want people around them. Young guys weren't eating right, wasn't driving right, wasn't living right. And I was single. I, I was a single father at the time, but you know, this, my twins were about to transition uh, to move to Atlanta with their mother. So I had time, resources, Yep. And passion. Yep. And so then magnificently, one day my boss asked me if I wanted to come and hoop at Calvary. Mm. Uh, they had just opened Calvary Church on the Beltline yep. here in town, 777 East Beltline Avenue. And they invited me to come out to an open gym. And you know, at the time, anytime, nobody's gonna go hoop by themselves. Right. They're gonna invite somebody, let's go hoop. Let's go check this gym out. Well, we go out there and, you know, it was just providential. The Lord had it ordained that that was going to be our spot. You had it so turned up at Calvary, man. Mm -hmm. um, we, used to, we used to lead high school coach, just so you know the pers perspective of us coming to your, to your sessions at Calvary. Used to have a pizza, mm -hmm. Bro, had a ball, and we, and we couldn't cuss. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sergio Pinto if you see this. <laughs> we used to drive to Calvary yes. anytime yes. mm -hmm. to get some work in. That's why we dominated high school basketball because the runs at Calvary was more competitive. Than but you the were playing at... against grown college players, <laughs> former and current right. pros. But then we had, so how it, how it came about was the more people I invited. Mm -hmm. it, it changed the complexion of the gymnasium. I was going to yeah. say, Calvary and better thank you for the diversity. Exactly. We were di before there was a diversity push. We, we, but then they left. And then they gave me the gym. And it dawned on me, the Lord, that we had one day we had, we were always, you got to pray before you play. But then we had so many guys on two side courts going mm -hmm. that when it came time to pray, we could link hands up 
all around the baseline yep. of the entire Calvary, which it's a, a high school regulation size, size. Regulation yeah. size of gymnasium at the time, state-of-the-art facility. And at that moment, that's why you got to listen to what the Lord is saying to you in your coaching at, at Wyoming and all of your endeavors. You got to listen and be able to be willing to take a try chance on what God's telling you. He says, you got him now, give him a word. Now, as a preacher, you got to have, the Bible says you got to be instant, in season. Mm -hmm. I got, I'm studied, I'm prayed up. This is not a Sunday audience. Mm -hmm. I got killers in there. Yeah. I got cast that got, they, they carrying guns and dope and beepers. Right. Uh, and yeah. beepers, okay. Cats coming home from the joint. It's a high toxic environment, but no fights, no robbery, mm -hmm. no gunshots. Mm -hmm. We preached, I pre, I'm the first time I ever did it. We preached Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no vision and people perish. Mm -hmm. It grew and grew and grew. Then the Lord blessed me. I got married. I had a church assignment. And this is where I really met Chris. I really knew Chris when he, his head was this big <laughs> and he was about six years old. Okay. Because he lived across the street from my, my, where my children lived on Underwood. Bishop used to be in the hood fooling y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I, I'm one of them guys. I was just a knucklehead. I know what it's like to be trash. <laughs> so we extended it. So we, my daughters, they said, let's, let's, I said, they said, I think they said, I want to invite some of my friends to play on Sunday night mm -hmm. at Community Bible on the mm -hmm. corner of Wealthy and Eastern. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to be careful when your teenagers <laughs> say invite a couple friends because a couple friends invite a couple friends, a couple friends. Right. We had the whole third ward. <laughs> and then we had pizza. Yeah. And then we, watch this. Then they sat down and had a word. Mm -hmm. And the Sunday, it was half court, if you remember. Half we had court, two yeah. half courts going. Half court, and it was yeah. brutal. We, I mean, we, everybody in the city league was showing up. <laughs> yep. To play a Eric man. Powell was playing. Everybody. Johnny Perez, you, everybody from Ottawa, Union Central, Creston, we were hooping. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm out there playing with him. Mm -hmm. And so we grew from there, and then we grew, kept growing. And we added Salvation yeah, Army. We added that. Shout out to that. Pastor Harold Alloway. I Pastor Alloway. H. H. H is the man. Yeah. Uh, so we grew that, and the crazy thing is, it goes to show you the power of male-to-male -male relationship. If you think back, one time while we were, so Tuesday nights was the younger crowd at the Sal. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll say the professional league was on Mondays <laughs> at Calvary. Calvary. Yeah. And then, you know, they played for $1,000 worth of gift cards. You gotta be in worship. Everything was free jerseys, yep. food, mm -hmm. top shout out to uh, Coach Lloyd Kilgore, Vernon Keenan, Timmy D, yep. our referees. Yep. Mm -hmm. But then, remember the season we had what they all the so-called gangs, yep. East Ave, Mad Ave, Highlands Finest, mm -hmm. uh, Bemis. Mm -hmm. They're all playing in our league with no beefs, mm -hmm. no fights, no arguments, no shouting. They got to sit down. They got to get the worship. They get the pizza. They get the shirts. No beef. So we grew, we grew, we grew. And you got to, whatever you're in, no matter what season of your vision in, you got to go to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to go to work. To, I don't care if you're in season one of the grass seed, you got to water it. You know, yeah. it takes seven years to get a full blueberry crop. Until the, blue, until the blueberry farmer realizes the fruition of the coal. For seven years, you could quit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you look at the time, 1994, we launched LifeQuest. Mm -hmm. We didn't get this facility to 2010. Mm -hmm. See? 2010. But we still had to go to work. It was largely unfunded for a while. But the most gratifying thing is, is that wherever we went, the brand LifeQuest was there. It, it was so humbling. Yeah. I would cry sometimes because you go to the park and it's all our T-shirts at the Everywhere. park. Yeah. And those are, I heard now, they're collector's items. Cats yeah. are like, man, I need to get, I got that from my aunt, my dad. And then, you know, we acquired this, the lower move. We got our campus, we're now uh, 1050 Fisk. And, you know, up until 2019, we had never not had our league season. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was before COVID. That was before COVID. And the only reason why we stopped having our celebrated league was because the goes back to you know your leadership. The dynamics among not just young men, but young athletes changed. Yeah. Um, they didn't love the game as much anymore. Yeah. Uh, video games, weed, hustling, guns. 
you know, we were having to cancel games for the first time. We never, we used to have exactly. standing room only, only. capacity mm -hmm. crowds. So Could that's lose. how we got it. We got here, the Lord moved. And don't think that God can't provide in a major way. I mean, we got a 65,000 square foot campus, $3 million facility that is for free. And it wasn't broke down, condemned, broken windows. God made it happen. He didn't make it happen because I'm that great. He made it happen because he's that great. Now look at how many people get poured into here. Yeah. Because you got a platform, you got a platform, you got a platform. We got a barbershop, got a beauty shop. We got a city commissioner launching. And I call this the hub of entrepreneurship. Bro. You you don't hype it up as much as I'm going to hype it up because we sit here. One, I've been with you since 2010. So in a ministry capacity. So to see every Sunday every Wednesday, every Saturday, every day that these doors is open, how many entrepreneurs, businesses is in here. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people don't, black people don't even know, man, where this business located at? <laughs> it's exactly. at 1055. Exactly. <laughs> Somewhere in this building. Bear all so, clothing. Yeah. Uh, so many. Noble so many training. People don't yep. even know about is in here. And so this is also the hub of entrepreneurship. One of your vision statements or purpose statements, one thing I honed on in, and I'm going to make a Facebook post about this too. You talked about be debt free and for me I locked into that you always talk about keep your vision on you we had to write the vision make it plain mm -hmm. but in addition to having a vision written keeping it on you and always and so for that vision and the mission statement for life quest you talked about that in a purpose statement about being debt free among other mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. financially stable and I remember honing in on that, saying to myself, I'm going to focus on that because I'm hitting on all cylinders in some of these other areas. But that one right there, that's a game changer. And I like that you even wrote that as part of the fabric of what LifeQuest is. I'm going to let it go to ERCB in case they got a question. And my last question for you before we wrap it up. What are some of the challenges of running and pastoring a church today in 2022? Well, I want to close with that, but I want to hear uh, from CB and, and Eric. Yeah, so be debt free. That's that's nice. So I was thinking more as in um, you had we all had some highs and lows. Um, can you remember a low point in your life like? And you said you had several, if it's childhood or if it's 10 years ago, that low point in your life, when you was, could you explain that, express that when you was in that private moment and what took you to get out of that situation? Man, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm definitely a kid. I'm still a kid, but you know, man, I've been dealing with trauma my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like most kids in, come from urban core, mm -hmm. uh, you know, poverty is traumatic. Most people don't. We we you know we think that poverty is normal. Poverty is not normal. But with poverty brings you know lack. Just lack. Not having enough brings a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. But you know probably what really really uh, created a crack in my armor, if you will, is you know I walk home, come home from. Uh, I'm 13 years old. I come home from my first football practice, and I watch my junkie mother die right in front of me. Mm. Uh, you know, she expired right in front of me. Mm. She had been told not to drink or use again, and and you know, she did. She, she, you know, she her value was more in uh, addiction than, than than I was to her, obviously. Yeah. And you know, didn't know my father at the time, did, uh, and so literally being cast out into utter utter nothingness. Mm -hmm. Uh, and having to, I, I never missed a day of school. I mean, I literally, I went back, hey, she's dead. I, I really didn't have a good relationship with my mom because I was acutely aware we was poor. You know, when people say, you know, we didn't realize they were poor, um, my recommendation, <laughs> tell them they lying. Poor people know you're poor. You know, you can't go get it. That's not a steak you eating. That's some ground beef. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's not any sugar in that Kool-Aid. You, know, you know, there's a water jug, yeah. not Fiji in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, so I felt really, understand, I recognize now that in order for some things to live, some things have to die. Mm -hmm. I, I made, was acutely aware to process that at that moment. That's profound to say at 13. Yeah, mm -hmm. So I, I, I processed that trauma in order to stay alive, CB. Mm -hmm. And 
I made it back to my second practice, which two days. Nobody knew at all. Then the school year started and I literally lived in a home uh, alone, mm. you know, for an extended period of time. Never missed a day of school because back then school was cool. Mm -hmm. School was cool. Number one, that's, that's where all the girls were, the girls you wanted to mess with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, plus they had free lunch, free breakfast. That's the only means of eating. Uh, it was warm. I could take a shower. Um, but, you know, a lot of struggling young men, you don't know they're struggling. I ironed every day because I knew that I was only mm -hmm. one phone call away from the system yeah. catching me up. And so I had to play the role. Unfortunately, you know, my grades went to an all-time low. I faltered for a number of years, first few years. Uh, could not compete academically, mm. uh, athletically because of my academics. But I had all honors classes. There was nothing wrong with my brain. Mm -hmm. It was the processing. So I got to get through that. And then even through that, God got me out of that community, got up here to go to college. Yep. Um, that was a miracle. But I think the, the, then the other low, you know, you start prospering in nonsense. You ever prospered in nonsense? You just full of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then fatherhood changed my trajectory. The, the, the woes of being a single father in the court system. Mm -hmm. Visitation arguments, you know, mm -hmm. that, that broke me. That broke me, but God said to me, if you serve me, I'll give you back the years. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you back the years. Yeah. And, and CB, he did, he did that, but I had to stay focused with him. I hadn't been perfect. But I had, to, I had to learn how to persevere. Mm -hmm. And I've had not probably as significant lows of watching life leave that four foot 10 inch woman. Mm -hmm. But I recognize I've always tapped into, since I've been a believer, vision and purpose. And I pray God, I, I was a single parent, single father, no money to buy my kids toys one day. They play, I, I lived across the street from a cemetery um, one afternoon when I uh, had visitation with them, we played in the cemetery. When two years old, they don't know, but I knew. Mm -hmm. The little change I had in my pocket wasn't enough really to buy three of us lunch. Mm -hmm. and, but like in the Bible, God you know, took two fish, five loaves, and I went to the, grocery, to the little neighborhood store and cooked up something. They, but I felt horrible. Mm -hmm. And then I said, God, I'm going to serve you at a higher capacity, mm. a greater depth than you. This is no preacher talk. This is really... I was at a low, I man, listen, I can't even adequately take care of myself, my kids, mm -hmm. uh, but I look good on the outside. Mm -hmm. Nice gear, but I was, you know, empty on the inside. Well, God answered my, my prayer mm. and began to elevate me in a corporate environment, mm. educational environment. Um, you know, the, the fact that I'm a college graduate <laughs> is a miracle in itself. I think they just gave me my diploma to say, don't come back here anymore. <laughs> but there's always lows and defeat. And we constantly, you gotta learn from your defeats. I took a lot of L's over the years. Um, but uh, you guys are, you know, we're all hyper-competitive. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't keep me down, I'm not quitting. Um, and then in ministry, there's always been a lot of resistance in trying to help young men. Yeah. A lot of resistance, a lot of resistance. But then uh, in 2013, one of our uh, main, the main donor, uh, you know, just said for no, you know, gave me no warning at the time, I can no longer fund LifeQuest. And that was 80% of our budget. Mm. But you didn't know that. Mm -hmm. It's 2000, you didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew that. I just literally got our money. I said, God, you got us this building. Mm -hmm. We have people coming here. What am I gonna do? Mm -hmm. And he just said, trust me. Mm -hmm. I was so broken, I got physically sick. Nobody knew about it. Um, Man, I, was, I developed a stomach ulcer, but you know, you, you know, we're 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 trauma agents, man. We can got to deal with we, it. We can go. We can put that front on. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you know the low CB of, and I bury a lot of young men. Yeah. And I bury a lot of young men largely because we don't communicate enough vision and purpose. We don't love them. You don't have to preach to them, man. You know, feed them, clothe them. Man, just encourage him. Get him a haircut, man. You know, dap him up. But you got to be a man. Sit on food. That ain't right. Mm -hmm. Man, put that blunt out. Man, pull your pants up. Take a shower. Come on, let's get a haircut. Yeah. They love that. They don't run from that. That's not toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. That's loving your neighbor. 
um, you know, the highs and lows of marriage. Mm -hmm. Man, if you're in marriage, you know that it could be up one day it's and down every seven. Day. It's worked every <laughs> day. for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but then the bounce back is good. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So what you got, E? Uh, I just want to give you love, man. You being a stand-up guy, like you said, man, and a pillar in our community, not only for being a pastor and all the stuff you do for guys that, you know what I mean, succumb to murder and all the stuff that go on, man, but being a guy that marry everybody in the hood, being a guy that is accessible, you know what I'm saying? So, man, we just want to give you love, man. Thanks again for doing this. But I know you want to close. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and you, you know, Chris, you, man, you really opened something up and, you know, we're really, I started a series on yesterday called, you know, Calming the Chaos. And there's a lot of chaos mm -hmm. in the community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you asked, you know, what's, you know, what's it like pastoring right now? Is that what you said? Yeah, in 2022. 2022. Some of the challenges, yeah. Some of the challenges now in 2022 is there's a culture of toxicity, of wanton violence, mayhem, disrespect, mm -hmm. uh, no self-worth. Uh, we're politically toxic. Mm -hmm. You got red versus blue, uh, black versus white, uh, bloods versus crips, Kalamazoo boys versus such and such a group. Mm -hmm. And the, the the most difficult thing is is we've 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 man we've forgot how to love people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we you know it just tears my soul up. You know that you know we got to raise money to feed the hungry hungry teenagers. We're not talking about forty year olds. They deserve to be fed too. But I'm mm -hmm. talking about thirteen and fourteen year olds. Yeah. And you want you know. This is probably not going to be flattering a lot of my colleagues, but a lot of the criticism that the institution of church receives, it deserves. Mm -hmm. mm. It deserves. I'm just trying to make sure I'm not caught in that crossfire. Yeah. Um, I, I know what it's like to starve and be stinking. And, you know, at seven, eight years old, wearing somebody, a, a shirt that's got somebody else's name in it. Nobody feels good about that. Yeah. But look at everybody on the dais today. We have enough economic wherewithal. If we see a hungry young guy, we can go feed that kid. We can go get him a pair of shoes. Yeah. There's not one guy on this table, nobody in this gym that can't buy a guy a nice, respectable pair of gym shoes, mm -hmm. uh, uh, outfit, just to make him feel better. Yeah. But we drive past problems. Mm -hmm. that's, that, that, that's the, and then... The level of success of the millennials, their give back, their give back is trash. Mm, that's good. Their give back is trash. They're, the millennials are making more money now than any generation on ever before mm -hmm. them. But their give back is trash. You know, their, their give back is to <laughs> weed, vodka, whiskey, cognac, clubbing, uh, fashion, they three lack inch eyebrows. Mm. What's that? They lack philanthropy. Th exactly. There's no in, in philanthropy. The, it's hustle, murder, mayhem, because unfortunately, that's how they were socially programmed through their entertainment, mm -hmm. to take, take, take. We gotta live for right now. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the most challenging thing. And then the, those that have the means, that have the education, that have the, the, the pedigree, the background, for the first time ever, they're afraid to deal with the people that they created. <laughs> They're kids, right? They're kids. <laughs> They're afraid to deal with the people they created. We're afraid that, you know, we can't get gas. We got to drive 10 blocks to get gas over here. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm getting gas wherever I got to get gas at. But that's because you build relationships. Right. And, and I tell you, man, as we close, I, I, I say it all the time, and I mean, you know, I don't think what I do is all that great. But, I think that when you're consistent and available, mm. I think people, that, that they attract to that. Mm -hmm, that when you're consistently you, you've been you, the same yep. you, you've been you, you've yep. been you, I've been me. Mm -hmm. With my, fa my faults, flaws that I'm working through. Yep. But man, when you're consistently available, yep. you know what kind of camaraderie, you know, like coming to the gym. When you build up, you know, for uh, nine years, we met every morning for Hoop Church. Mm -hmm. And we built a love factor with guys yeah. just coming every morning to hoop. Then COVID set in and depression set in yep. because guys were not meeting with their guys. Mm -hmm. You know, come on, I was spending more time with cats than I was spending time with my wife and children because this is my job. Yep. But I missed them. Mm -hmm. I missed them. And now people are in, man, they're in medically induced depression because mm -hmm. of 
uh, addiction, That's good. COVID depression because of isolation. Mm -hmm. There's been so much death. Yeah. Um, uh, uncertainty. Mm -hmm. But with all that, for me, I think this is the greatest time of ministry in my career. I told you this, and I'll let you press out. Well, I'll press out, but I told you this. You demonstrated the greatest level of leadership through COVID. And we ran out of time because I was going to talk about the challenges of pastoring through COVID. But I just want to let you know, not only do we love you, not only do I love you, we want to give you flowers while you're still here. We want you to know we continue to rock with you. We've been rocking with you. Mm -hmm. You got our love. You got our support. Anything we can do, not only to support you, but to keep you reinvigorated, man, in these trying times. Just know you got a bunch of youthful energy in us right. over here. Right. I want to pray for you and your continued strength. And so bow your heads as we close out this show. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you on today. We thank you for our pastor, Jerry Bishop, who also serves as our life coach. We thank you for the time the resources that he's poured into each and every one of us and so many of your sons in this community and kids in general in this community. Lord, we want to continue to pray for his strength, that you allow him to have the perseverance to continue to endure, especially during these trying times, especially with our changing culture and our changing world. Lord, protect him, cover him, keep him safe from hurt, harm and danger. Let him navigate through the chaos, Lord, and give him clear vision and clarity on how to continue to lead not only his family, but all those who flock to him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Th thanks for the opportunity to come out. Blessing. Guys, it's been another great episode. We want to thank you for tuning in, hanging out with us, seeing who pours into us so you know where we get it from. And we want to tell you, Please continue to tune in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Make sure you check us out on all platforms. Until then, we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.